Our mission is to discuss extraction, processing, business practices, and lessons learned with the established experts of the extraction process. This is Mission Supercritical, a service of Apex Supercritical, the leading CO2 extraction equipment manufacturer. Now, here to navigate our broadcast is a U.S. Navy veteran and the founder and president of Apex Supercritical, Andy Joseph. Okay, welcome to Mission Supercritical, exclusive radio show that highlights the extraordinary individual success stories of Apex Supercritical's more than 500 customers operating in the cannabis industry today. I'm your host, Andy Joseph, president and founder of Apex Supercritical. Thanks for joining us. Today on the show, we have Jim. <laughs> Jim, help me out with your last name. Hoffercorn. Hoffercorn. All right. Jim, Jim Hoffercorn from Rockwell Automation. Jim, you are currently an OEM account manager for Rockwell Automation. A uh, little bit different name than what we're used to hearing in the uh, in the cannabis industry. Tell me what an OEM account manager does. Well, thanks, Andy. Sure. Um, so an OEM account manager basically works with uh, original equipment manufacturers in various industries. And my job is to work with you to understand um, your delivery to your customers and optimize the things that we can work together uh, on as far as automation is concerned. So my job is to find the best possible control solution for you um, to make your machines better. Okay, all right, that's fantastic. So OEM, uh, original equipment manufacturer, uh, most people associate that with car parts, right? So you, you guys, you guys uh, as an OEM would work with the people who manufacture stuff. And you know Rockwell Automation, among the, the the other 50 million things that you guys do, you make PLCs, Programmable Logic Controllers, which uh, is a lot of where you know we work together with with you guys as Apex. So let's let's talk about that. What what exactly is a PLC? What does a PLC do? What is what does automation mean for you know a piece of equipment and a PLC? Okay, great question. So a Programmable Logic Controller was designed. Uh, first implemented in the early 80s, primarily in the automotive industry, and it was designed to replace um, individual devices like relays and timers um, that took real-world inputs, for instance, if someone pushes a push button and they wanted a conveyor to start. So that was uh, replaced individual devices that were hard to troubleshoot, a lot of wiring, took a lot of space, and cost a lot of money and automate that. So now uh, the logic, so if I push a button and um, uh, I have some uh, safety uh, things that need to be met before I can start that conveyor, you can put that logic inside of a programmable logic controller and have it solve that logic for you automatically. As PLCs have evolved. No, no, no. go ahead, keep going. Okay, as PLCs have evolved over the over the years, they've been um, optimized for process control, and I think that's what um, you know Apex is using our PLC for is getting tighter control of the process, better yield, uh, and more consistent results. So that's right. what PLCs have evolved to in in the life sciences and food and beverage industries. Right, right. All right. So, so again, you know, I'm not so sure that that all of our listeners are necessarily going to understand, 
kind of the, you know the the PLC programmable logic controller and automation. So let's uh, let's dumb it down a bit, right? So uh, in the in the context of extraction equipment, there's really kind of two categories. Uh, there's a, a manually operated piece of equipment, and then there's going to be a an automated piece of equipment, right? And, um, you know, we can get into here in a couple of minutes, maybe what uh, what the differences are between, you know, an automated piece of equipment that uses, utilizes a PLC versus a, a automated piece of equipment that utilizes a computer, a laptop computer with, uh, you know, data acquisition, that kind of stuff. But we'll, we'll talk about that and, you know, hard automation kind of stuff in a second. But let's just take it real simple, right? Automation of a manually operated process, right? So PLC is a, is a computer that takes uh, you know, a program that's very specific to that piece of equipment and automates it. So instead of having the manual guy turn a valve or push a button or, you know, the operator have to, you know, look at this and wait for this pressure to get to a certain point, the PLC monitors through instrumentation and then responds according to the program to do, you know, different things, whether it's timers, whether it's respond to, you know, high pressure, low pressure, low temperature, whatever it might be, and then, you know, run that program accordingly. So, so let's talk a little bit about what some of the benefits that are. Why would I, you know, why would I want to do that? You know, you've, you've been doing this for all of your life. Why would I want to automate my process? Why can't the manual guy do it as good? Okay, another good question. So why can't a, a person watching over a process do as well? Well, um, we take, uh, you know, inputs from devices and we compare it against a value that you want it to be. So uh, let's say you've got uh, a device that's measuring flow and a device that's measuring measuring temperature. And we're controlling that flow and temperature through your program. We're able to do that much more precisely, taking the guesswork out of what the changes in the valves and temperature uh, uh, should be to meet your desired outcome much, much faster than a, a human can do. So we're solving it in very small time slices and we're constantly adjusting um, to meet what would be called the set point. So if we want a a pressure of 1,000 PSI across an orifice and we're controlling it with a pump, uh, we would be able to control that much, much more precisely and quickly than a human ever could. So the benefit of that control is Again, you can do many processes simultaneously. You can make many adjustments in a very, very small amount of time, microseconds, very small time. Um, And your yield and results and quality and consistency are much, much better. Right, and, and we're talking. You know, you said microseconds, meaning that this this thing is 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 communicating or, or it's it's monitoring. You know, on order of, of hundreds or even thousand time thousands of times a minute. Right. Absolutely. Right, and, so and that's that's a key that's a key difference between a person, right? Who you know, in its in, a, in the best case scenario, if they're if they're very very alert and monitoring it, you know, can pay attention, you know, once a second, maybe twice a second. You know, this thing is is monitoring extremely quickly, and it doesn't take breaks. It doesn't get tired. It doesn't take vacations. Right, I and mean, those those seem like all some you know benefits of automation. Well, that's exactly true. I mean, a, a PLC doesn't typically have a bad day, right? So <laughs> right, if, right. Um, you know, a, a PLC didn't, you know, suffer through not getting enough sleep the night before, et cetera. So, again, it's the consistency and speed um, that is, you know, the benefit for um, uh, a manufacturer. 
again, specifically in, in uh, like food and beverage and life sciences where you're making, let's say you're making uh, uh, pills or, or uh, you know, some type of chemical. Uh, PLCs have absolutely revolu- revolutionized the industry. Right. And to the fact and- that, you know, in, in many industries, they're absolutely required um, for uh, regulations. Right. Right. And, and so for, for some context here, you know, we, again, we tend to focus a lot on, on kind of the cannabis industry and where we, we really have, you know, a lot of activity going on. PLCs are used in every industry, you know, across lots of different areas. But if you had to give an idea, you know, how many, uh, try to try to put it into a number for me. How many PLCs are there in the, in the world today? Or, or, you know, how many industries utilize them? Or, you know, give me some kind of perspective on how, how much PLCs are in use throughout the, the world. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting because I don't think people every day realize how many of the things that they do are controlled by PLCs. I can't really think of something that isn't manufactured today, be it from the simplest nut or bolt or screw all the way up to um, a, a car or uh, a jet engine aren't controlled by PLCs. So there's hundreds of millions of PLCs out there um, in the world. Uh, I'm proud to say that I feel that I work for um, the best manufacturer of PLC. We've got um, you know pretty high market share in North America, and we spend a lot of time and money. Um, for us, you know, PLCs are about worth about. Two and a half billion dollars in sales a year in North America. Right, right, and and it's a pretty it's a pretty important business for us. Right, well, yeah, without it, well, it's it's a it's an important device. It's it's part of technology. Um, help me put it in context. What's probably the 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 most common thing that I touch every day that has a PLC in it? Um, well, if you uh, turn on your faucet and uh, and get a glass of water, there's a PLC controlling a pump and a motor in the background that made that happen. If you turn on a light, there's a PLC in the background that's controlling the power plant that's running the generator that's getting the electricity to you. Right, right. So How I mean, about those my car? Are two things that t- oh, your car is absolutely um, every bit of, of um, uh, things that go into making a car are controlled by processes uh, that are run by PLCs. So tire from raw materials all the way to final uh, tire out the door at companies like, you know, Goodyear and Firestone are made by PLCs. Engines are manufactured by PLC-controlled machinery. Uh, test stands test the the transmissions. Uh, PLCs control the paint lines. So everything that goes into a car is controlled by a PLC. Okay, right. All right. So so PLCs you know, widely used, obviously, you know, very important, uh, you know, component for you guys from a sales standpoint, because, you know, there's two and a half billion dollars of them being used every year, but, you know, they really control every aspect of our lives, right? And, you know, lots and lots, especially in the manufacturing sector, to to get into, you know, producing consistency, to producing safety, uh, you know, all these different things. Um, we're going to take a, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about, you know, why automate? You know, the cannabis industry has got a lot of artisans, a lot of, you know, extraction artists. 
And, you know, they, they tend to want to push back against automation. It doesn't give them the freedom or flexibility that they want is a lot of times a complaint. When we come back, let's talk about uh, some, of the, some of the examples you might have seen in other industries about that kind of stuff. We'll regroup for more Mission Supercritical after we hear from our sponsors. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Dr. Eileen Carfinger focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues and presents views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones to those of researchers and medical professionals. Empire, every Wednesday on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Uh, Jim, we were talking about some of the extraction or some of the PLCs that are utilized throughout the uh, the, the world today, including extraction systems. Um, let, let's talk about you know the value of automation and and why automating a manufacturing process is important. You know, there, there's a lot of extraction artist types out there, a lot of artisans who feel you know pretty strongly a lot of times in the cannabis space that you know what they're providing is valuable to the manufacturing process, what they're doing and, you know, the way they can look at it and understand when something's going to happen and when it's not going to happen and make judgments accordingly. Right? That's value. And, and there's no way a machine, right, a, a PLC or a robot, if you want to call it that, can can do that, right? You ever seen any kind of corollaries in other industries with the, with the same thought process? Oh, absolutely, Andy. So one of the, you know, best uh, examples I can give is in the craft brewing industry. Obviously, you know, in the United States, craft brewing has exploded. And um, much like people in the uh, cannabis industry, craft brewers are, you know, consider themselves absolute artisans in the craft of brewing beer. However, Almost everybody who brews beer now is using PLCs to automate their brew house for the very sake of consistency. So the artisan 
part of craft bring, remains in the selection of raw materials, the blends, um, you know, the, the putting together of the raw materials. But, you know, it, it, they need to make sure that they process things absolutely consistency. So optimizing the temperature, optimizing flow rates, optimizing the amount of time that the ingredients are exposed to each other. So that takes uh, that takes uh, the guesswork out. You get a more consistent product. Right, Jim. So, so you know, we've got an artisan. We've got a guy who, who you know, is really, really good at developing, you know, for this example, craft brews. And, and he's got, a, got the nose. He's got the sight. He knows how to develop a brew. But he doesn't want to sit there and make the same thing all day, every day. And, and like you said, if somebody's going to try to buy that summer shanty, they want to make sure that, that it, you know they expect it to taste the same every single time, right? It's sort of the, the McDonald's example, and that if you go to a McDonald's in, in Ohio versus going to a McDonald's in China, you're going to expect the same McDonald's every single time, and they go through an absorbent amount of work to make sure that happens. No different in manufacturing, right. and and for us in the extraction world, it's no different for an extractor, right? You know, I, I think to to maybe maybe tie tie the tie the analogy you did in the craft brewery back to the extraction world. You know, you've got an extraction artist who really is the guy who says, "Okay, these are the pressures, these are the temperatures, this is the formulation that we want to go through to develop this cool product, right? This thing that is appealing to the customers, right?" But what happens when that guy goes on vacation? What happens when that guy, you know, gets sick? What happens when that guy, you know, is developing other stuff? Right? He needs to get replaced with somebody. And that somebody else, if it's a completely manual process, might not do it exactly the same way, right? And that's that's kind of where we see the the benefits of automation and, and tying it back, um, you know, to to the the value. It's not displacing the artisan. It's not displacing the craft. It's just it's it's no. replacing the consistency. And you know, that's where I personally think it's it's the most valuable. Actually, I think it enhances the artisan nature of the end product, right? So you you get better efficiency out of your raw materials, which is a bonus for everybody, right? Um, and and you, you get a focus on, on the process quality. So each and every time you make a batch, it's a better batch. So that absolutely enhances the, uh, you know, the artisan nature of the end, uh, of the end product. Some other other you know unseen uh, examples you can or benefits that you can get are um, you can accelerate product introductions so fewer trial runs to make a desired outcome because you have the consistency of production every time and then you know more more consistent product out the door so if someone buys your product because they love it they love it when they come back and it's the same product Right, right. Now, you know, one of the complaints that we'll hear a lot of times, you know, or, or, you know, unfounded in my opinion, but nonetheless, their their complaints is that you know the equipment's not flexible enough for me to do what I want to do. Right, I want to I want to be able to to tune this or tune that or do this or do that, and you know, automation doesn't allow me to do that. You ever you ever heard that before? Um, I I. I have not so much now between people that, you know, are typical PLC users because, um, you know, I've, I've heard it in the past, but absolutely um, a process can be fine-tuned and changed relatively more easier on, a, on an automated system than it can be on an unautomated system. Again, because of 
the consistency and the ability to control a process so tightly. So right, and that, and, that, and that's the right. That's a, that's real. What you just said is perfect. I think because you know you don't hear it anymore because it's just not true, right? You know, if the if a piece of equipment right. doesn't have enough flexibility, you program the flexibility into it to allow the user to do something. Right, you know, one of the one of the things that I think is probably the the biggest challenge and, and hurdle for people to get over is understanding that sometimes it can't be that flexible because what you're what you would do as a manual operator is take the machine outside of its boundaries of operation, sometimes outside of its boundaries of safety. Right, and so, you know, having a piece of equipment that that has an operating envelope and allows the operator, when programmed properly, allows the operator to you know operate within its bounds of operation. And not get outside of that for safety standpoint, or or you know even even performance standpoint. That's the benefit of the of the of the PLC, right? So even even if the artisan is doing development work on this automated piece of equipment, there's still the flexibility to to you know play within the range of parameters. But he doesn't have to worry about well, am I going to do something that's going to make this thing not safe, or am I going to do something that's going to break my piece of equipment? Right, and so you know, that, I personally think that's another one of the the big benefits. And and a well well designed control system. And my I'll put in a little, you know, commercial for Apex. Your control systems are done very very well. They're very well designed to be highly maintainable and highly flexible. Um, you know, your controls engineer is top notch guy. And you know, I've seen the end result that that um, you know your machines are simple to operate, uh, and and they're you know, again, designed to, like you said, to uh, operate within the bounds of the equipment uh, without compromising safety. Right, it's a very, very important thing. So, you know, how about the owner, right? This is this is another area where, you know, we, we, we see a lot of uh, kind of challenges in the in the, the, the new or, or the immature cannabis space when it comes to industrial automation. Is it, you know, what's the benefit of the owner of the piece of equipment? to have automation versus not having, not having automation? Well, um, you know, if, if you're going to do something for a living, whether it's because you love to do it or you have to do it, if you're going to do something for a living, it's always a good idea to, to use professional tools, to use the best available tools to you because that's how you make your living. So it's not a good idea, in my opinion, um, to compromise and and you know just accept something that's good enough. So get a good tool; it'll serve you well for your life. Right, right, and and like you said before, PLCs don't have bad days, right? You know that's uh, I, I I remember kind of the motivation for automation. You know, back going back for the history of Apex here. You know, geez, when I very first started working with Jeremy, who's our our, uh, our controls engineer. Um, you know, I I wanted to automate the systems, and it was quite honestly out of fatigue. You know, I was I was at a point where I would train people how to use a manually operated system, and I'd spend the next two weeks on the phone with them, trying to you know make them understand. You know, well, you didn't do this, or you didn't do that, or you forgot this, or where's that valve? What's the position of this? What's the pressure over there? And it, it was it was fatigue. I was I was just worn out by you know traveling to the facility, training them for two days, and then spend another two weeks on the phone with them. So I said, All right, we got to stop this. So we got to get this thing automated. But the real key for me was when one of the owners of the piece of equipment, right? Not the operator, but the owner calls me and says, hey, I got to get you back out here and you got to train this new guy that I got. And I said, what happened? I just trained that guy six months ago. 
trained a different guy six months ago, and he says, well, that guy decided that he wanted to have a piece of the company, and he basically held me hostage. He said, hey, I'm the only guy who knows how to run this manually operated piece of equipment, and if you know you don't give me equity in the company, then I'm not going to run it. Right? And so Ooh. he was sitting there holding them hostage. Right, All of the, the intellectual property, the knowledge on how to run that piece of equipment was in that guy's head. Right, and so from an owner standpoint, automation brings security. From this, you know, from the standpoint that you know, if if the the next guy running the, the, this thing, right, if he leaves, get hit, hits by a bus, decides to quit, gets a better opportunity, whatever it might be, all that knowledge is still inside the program in the machine, right? And I I think that's a, you know, that was quite honestly one of the motivations that I had to, to automate in the first place. Sure. On a manual, uh, you know, on a manual machine, you know, uh, you learn, I guess, uh, time over time, how to operate the thing, whereas you learn it once, you set it up once for a particular product on a PLC, and it makes that over and over and over again. Yep, yep, exactly. Each time, and and, and a well-designed machine has diagnostics, things do break, real-world devices do break. And so uh, a well-designed machine such as yours has diagnostics that will tell you if something is going wrong. And then, you know, you take corrective action and you're back up and running and making product again much faster. Right, right, exactly. All right, Jim, we're, uh, we're so, going to take another quick break here. Um, when we come back, I want to uh, I want to talk to you. You've got 35-some-odd years of experience in, in, you know, industrial automation, PLCs. I want to hear some of the coolest stuff that's ever been automated. So let's uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to hear some cool stuff. We'll regroup for more Mission Supercritical after we hear from our sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, Pink, that's the point. Download and play while you life yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way.
learning the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Awaken, adjust, and aspire. High on Healthy. Mondays on Demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Apex Supercritical. Uh, again, we've got Jim Heffercorn from Rockwell Automation. Jim, we've been talking about kind of the benefits of automation and, and you know, why we would, why anybody cares, why we'd want to automate, and actually even the benefit of automation to the artisan and, and the owners of the equipment, things like that. But now I want to talk about cool stuff, right? You've been doing uh, automation for a long time. You've got, you know, a ton of experience in, in, you know, a lot of different industries, not just, you know, kind of the, the cannabis space that we tend to focus on, but a whole slew of other places. What's some of the coolest stuff you've ever automated or seen automated with Rockwell PLCs? Well, um, you know, like you say, I've, I've had the opportunity and it's a blessing really to, to get around and see a bunch of different industries. So some of the cool things that I've seen are, are um, it's, you know, big, gigantic machines like a paper machine, three quarters of a mile long, and a web of paper is running through that at 6,000 feet per minute. Uh, 400 inches wide and it's you know it, it turns from um, a suspended fiber in water uh, to a sheet of paper at the end of the machine that's just really a cool thing to see um, another thing uh, you know I've had the opportunity to work with uh, some of the leading manufacturers of consumer products so it, it sounds kind of geeky but a diaper machine is really a cool thing so, you know, that you're making baby diapers, and every right. little piece is just just so on the diaper, and they're going at twelve and thirteen hundred diapers per minute, making these diapers, wow. and all sorts of processes going, because uh, you know if you get a printed character on the label on the the waistband, that's got to be just right. Otherwise, you know, the, the the manufacturer feels that a child will be scarred if. Uh, you know, the, the character's head is cut off and, and mispositioned. So <laughs> right. there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of precision that goes in it. It's just so fast. That's always a challenge. Right, right. And that's, and that's actually, you know, again, kind of comparing and contrasting other industries to what is, you know, kind of this immature cannabis space. You know, right now we're talking about automation of one piece of equipment, but here and probably mm-hmm. not the too distant future, we're going to see automation of the entire process. Right where you know right now there's a guy that takes the 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 ground up cannabis and puts it into our equipment and then he takes the stuff out of it and moves it over to another thing and a lot of kind of manual uh, manual work in between these these uh, you know different processes in the future I would expect that we're going to see you know kind of the entire process be automated so there's a dump truck backing up the 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 cannabis or hemp or whatever it might be into a you know great big hopper and uh, the other end comes you know a finished product that's all packaged labeled and and ready to go you know it, I would I would expect that that's kind of the direction and that'll all be fully automated I, I believe you're right so that's you know industries that started off by discrete batch a good example is the sugar industry where you know they, they dump cane into uh, um, into a container and and extracted the sugar and then when the process is over they cleaned it out now it's it's continuous batch so I I agree with you I think the evolution in the cannabis industry is going to go from discrete batch one batch at a time to continuous processing or continuous batch 
Right, right. And, and there's and, a lot of there's a lot of art in that as well. Right. Oh yeah, no doubt. No the art and development and things like that, but once you're in production, right? That's where consistency and and you know control really start to matter. Do you do you think you'll ever see the the craft brew guys get to a point where, you know, they've fully automated? Um, yeah, some of them have. Um, there's, I, I probably shouldn't give the name, but one of uh, the larger craft brewers in northern Ohio um, just completely automated their brew house with Rockwell Automation. And, um, um, you know, they, they, they come to our events and tell us how happy they are with the results and how pleased they are with the, the you know, they, they've spent their time to market um, they've uh, accelerated their product innovation so that they can, you know, get new products out the door uh, to meet customer demand. So they've been just overwhelming. I've never actually seen a customer come to so many Rockwell uh, automation events and, and talk to us as salespeople. Usually salespeople aren't the beneficiary <laughs> of people telling what a great what a great job they right. did, right? Right, right, yeah. No, that's uh, that's kind of funny. You ever, uh, so, you know, I, I think kind of the takeaway from this whole thing is, you know, automation is obviously beneficial. It's got value. There's there's benefits that it can bring to, you know, the owners, the operators, everybody, everybody kind of wins. Um, do, you, do you think the, there's ever a, a time and a, and a place when, you know, a an industry will not like automation, not want automates? Um, is there ever a time when automation isn't appropriate? Well, one of the challenges that most people um, that make things or produce things are facing is that, uh, you know, baby boomers are retiring and there's a lack of people in the workforce to do things. So it seems like everybody wants to be a, you know, Google programmer and, and nobody wants to run a machine to make something. So automation plays an increasingly important part in today's uh, workforce. Um, and then consequently, there are high-tech people who are uh, getting trained to program, install, and maintain automation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think we're continuing to see the effects of an aging workforce without the, the, the people backing it up coming in on the backside. Right, so so uh, you know above and beyond just the consistency and the and the controllability of of automation, finding people you know even if you wanted to stay manual for whatever reason, finding somebody right. to do it uh, will will is a challenge and will only get to become a greater challenge for sure. So yeah, that's a that's and, a, and that's, that's yeah that's quick. not unique to any one industry. We hear that from everybody in industry. Right, right. So, uh, so automation is inevitable. I think uh, rise of machines, right? So, yeah, oh, that's great. <laughs> so, all right, Jim, I really appreciate your time uh, here today. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Uh, if somebody wanted to learn more about Rockwell Automation or wanted to get a hold of you to uh, to figure out how to automate their process, how might they get a hold of you? Um, well. It- you want me to give my phone number? I can give my phone number. Um, sure, a phone, you know, phone number, email, everyone. Sure. They can call me at uh, 614-361-9302 or email me, and this is hard. My last name is not easy. J-G-H-A-F-E-R-K-O-R-N 
at ra.rockwell.com. Right, right. And I apologize. I, I stumbled a little bit over your last name there in the, in the opening That's of the okay. show. It's, it, is, uh, it looks as tricky as it sounds, so it, uh, it, it's a little challenge yeah. there. But nonetheless, Jim, I appreciate you coming on the show and, uh, and taking a few times, with, a few minutes here with us today. And, and thanks for having me. It's a, a pleasure to work with Apex. Yep, thanks, thanks. So look for other Mission Supercritical shows to learn more about Apex Supercritical's more than 500 customers, all operating with Rockwell Automation operating in the cannabis industry as well. Hope you can join us, and until then, happy extraction. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 